Welcome to episode two of the podcast. Today's episode contains a message that was delivered by Mike DeVito of a ministry out here in California that connects several uh, youth uh, ministers with each other. It's a networking uh, ministry that he's got going on. I can't remember the name exactly, but he's got a great message, uh, and I wanted to share that with you guys on uh, just um, how we can make the most of this opportunity as we travel together um, through resting and stopping and yielding. Uh, so take a listen to this next segment in uh, his message. But um, the other part of the podcast today is my interview with my coworker and roommate, Sam, and uh, just kind of getting some of the background on why he decided to come to Canfield and uh, what he hopes to get out of the experience. It's a great episode. I recorded the interview uh, actually last week, so um, I do say that he, uh, that I had um, only known him for a few days, but after knowing him for a week and a half, um, it's been a great experience so far. So I hope you guys get something out of the podcast today. As always, follow me on social media, Brian Franklin Alexander. And if you guys want to send me any care packages, I've got a mailing address that I will post as well um, in the show notes. So thanks again. Hope you guys have a great day. Enjoy. It's a unique time in your life that you're going to have a chance to share stories that are on those screens. And you know as well as I do how important the screen is nowadays. Yesterday I was listening to the news. Six hours a day students are on a screen. You know what I mean? I get that. I, I love TV. Sometimes I watch too much. You know, I'm not as much on Facebook or whatever. But, you know, doing... And so, but the stories that are going to be there are going to about these students. And students right now, I tell you, I mean, not just at a high school or junior high level. I don't know if you've seen 13 Reasons. Or if you see, I haven't seen 8th grade yet, but I want to see 8th grade. But 13 Reasons rock my world. And I know it got some bad press because it seemed to, seemed to glorify suicide. But if you actually saw the suicide, I don't think there was anything to glorify there. But that was, that was what is happening on the high school and middle school campus nowadays. And you are coming in with stories that I'm hoping will change lives. But the thing that's gonna happen, I really believe, is you are probably gonna be changed more than they are. When this whole thing is done, it's gonna be about what God did in you. And I, I would have to believe that some of you in this room are probably trying to figure out where am I at with God? Yourself. And I'm praying that somehow in the midst of this, that there will be the protection of your mind and your heart, physically on the road and all kinds of things, that he will do what he wants to do in your life in this chapter. Amen? Amen. What do you think? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Any 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 pushbacks or any thoughts on that? I'm very passionate about unity. Jesus, one of Jesus' last prayers is he prayed that we would get I pray that as you go into communities, I hope you will find youth pastors. You will find some other leaders that will somehow, because you brought them together, it makes a difference in that community. Because it's more than just about that 45-minute or 30-minute program. It's about what you're going to leave behind. Yeah. And so I want to talk a little bit of today about you, about me. Um, as you hit the road, you're going to run into a ton of road signs. A ton of years ago, I was asked to do, I was asked to speak to a bunch of youth workers. 
and they gave me a title. I love that when I know that the direction they want me to go when I'm speaking someplace. And they gave me this title of Stock, Yield, and Rest. It has rocked my world. It's on my phone every day. When I'm going down my prayer list, it, I, I look at it and said, Stock, Yield, and Rest. Can you imagine what our world would be like if we did not have road signs? What would it be like? Chaos. Chaos, exactly. <laughs> We need road signs, and in our world, we need to pay attention to those signs. So I went out, and my dad, I, my, my family lives up, well, my mom died a couple of years ago, but my dad lives up in a little town called Ojai near Santa Barbara. You, you know, bro, right? It's a great place. <laughs> <laughs> my dad was the mayor of the city at the time. It's just a little small city, but he was the mayor. I said, Dad, can you get me a stop sign and, and, a, and a yield sign and a rest sign? He couldn't get me a rest sign, but he went to the whatever they are, so I got a stop sign. I should have brought them today and a yield sign, and then I, I found a, a rest sign. But as you leave and get ready to hit the road, I pray that you will pay attention to the road signs. I don't know about you, but when, when I see a stop sign a couple weeks ago, I get a little nervous now because I was, I was out doing, I thought was really, I was trying to find a hotel for some guys that I'm bringing in to do some things in January. I'm in Irvine, and I come out of this hotel, and I, 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 I'm looking at my, my GPS because I'm getting ready to find the next hotel, and there's, there's no traffic or whatever, and all of a sudden I do what, like, we call it a California stop, you know what a California <laughs> stop is, it's kind of hit it and roll. Well, you know, there's nobody around, I hit, and I look over, and I see this Irvine policeman on his motorcycle, and I went, <laughs> and I'm just, I kind of slow down, and kind of like, I'm looking because I'm lost or something. Well, boom, he, he just picked me off. I was going 10 miles an hour in a 25 mile an hour zone, but I did not pay attention to the stop well enough. I believe on your journey this summer, you've got to pay attention to the stop sign. I don't know if you have your Bibles, but Psalms 46 4610, it's all over my house. <clears throat> but I want to read just the first few verses first. Psalm 46, verse 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help us in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble in the sea and I'm not getting along with my road partner and the equipment <laughs> seems to fall apart and it's just the message is not working. <laughs> Wait, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's yeah, I'm paraphrasing. But you get what I'm Translation. saying. There are going to be times when it seems like things are just out of control. And maybe that's kind of why you're even here, because life, you're not quite sure what it's supposed to be. But in the midst of it, go down to verse 10. It says, be still and know that I am God. I don't know about you, but I don't stop really well. You know what it means? I don't stop because you, I want things to happen when? No, yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. I, I, don't, I don't stop well. I'm a, what they used to call a type A person. You know, I'm addicted to the urgent instead of the important. Anybody like me? It, I just, I don't, I don't stop well. And when I look at the scripture, there's a, there's a story about Mary and Martha. You know that story? 
Mary just ticks me off. <laughs> I'm married to a Mary. I'm married to a Mary. Because the reason she ticks me off is because she's really doing the most important thing, and I know it's the right thing to do, but I'm in there serving for Jesus. Anybody more like me than Martha? I, I appreciate you, Martha, because I need you in my life. My wife, she's gone right now with a friend up to Tahoe, and, and she just loves, I'm so glad she's, she's there. But when I'm when I'm not there, she loves the peace and quiet because I seem to bring more. <laughs> and if you like that, but the thing that I appreciate about Martha that sometimes I don't think we look at is she was busy doing what serving Jesus. But Jesus gets in her face and says, "What is the most important, Martha? Martha, Michael, Michael, you are busy and bothered by so many things, but the most important thing is to do what." Sit and be still. Mm -hmm. That's hard. Mm -hmm. When my wife puts on these reflective retreats and I go to them, my, I don't know about you, but I can be in church and my mind will just be all, I mean, I'm there, but I'm not there. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And that's why it just drives me crazy when pastors speak too long. It's like, dude, do this. I mean, don't you realize our attention spans are only so long? You know what I mean? So it's hard, it's hard to stop. But can you imagine if we did not have stop signs? There was a story, and this is a tragic story. Some, some high school kids were messing around and decided it was out in the rural community and, and stole a stop sign. Hmm. Can you imagine what happened? Somebody went through that without stopping and somebody else was coming the other way. <coughs> During your 10 months, whatever it is, there's going to be times when it just feels like life is going to just kind of crazy. I pray that you would find time to just be still. Anybody know what a, what does it mean to yield? Anybody, right. you seen a yield sign. What do you do when it's, when, <laughs> when there's a yield sign? You kind of like let off the gas. Check your spots. And then nobody's coming out. All right, let's go. That's exactly. <laughs> I used to live in San Diego and, and I was living close to Qualcomm Stadium where the San Diego Chargers, now the LA Chargers, I, I don't want to even own them, but anyway, <laughs> uh, you, we'd go to the stadium and it was Friars Road and you'd get off the freeway, off of off 15 and get onto Friars Road and there's a yield sign. You got a choice to either yield or do what? <laughs> I'm here today to say it is hard to yield too. Yes. It is hard to yield because we want control, don't we? Yeah. And what I think happens within yielding, it's saying, it's not my turn, it's your turn. Mm -hmm. You're going to find that when, with, your, with your partner. It's not my turn, it's your turn. Mm -hmm. And even a bigger deal is, is saying, Lord, it's not what you want. Mm -hmm. Well, not, excuse me, not what I want, but what you want. I don't know what the Lord's going to bring. But I, I pray that you would help students to really, and I'm going to get into this as we close in here in just a few minutes, to help them really understand when you get a chance, it says that you want to talk to students, that you get a chance to help them maybe pay attention to some, because there's so many distractions, there's so much noise. I'm getting old enough now, I'm getting ready, I've been married 42 years, that's pretty good. And I'm getting ready to turn 65, which is just, uh, what? That's old. You know what I mean? 
And it's like, and I'm looking at the other side of this. I was reading a book this summer about following upward by a guy named Richard Rohr and talking about the second half of my life and I'm trying to figure out the tools that I need for the second half. You guys are just getting started. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I pray that you do it well. But you get to this point, you realize, okay, now, now what? You know what I mean? What was I saying before that? Say what? Talk about yielding. What else? I'm 65. <laughs> Very much again. <laughs> Trying to figure out what are the next steps. But can you imagine if we would really, with all the noise that's happening around us, I, because because uh, I'm getting older in this journey, I'll have some young guys and gals say, so what would you diff do different? There's two things that I would do different that fit to this message. I would stop the noise, and I'd slow down. Is your life noisy? Mm -hmm. And I'm not just talking about, I'm just not talking about the external things from social media and those kind of things. But I'm talking about the stuff that's inside. And I tell you, if there's anybody that's got a noisy life, it's high school and middle school students. Mm -hmm. The anxiety level in their lives right now, maybe, I don't remember it, but the pressure that is on them to succeed, the pressures, the family breakdown, I mean, and it's not just there, we're, we're talking, I mean, I'm at, I'm at La Mirada High School, you've seen some of that, that school in your videos. And I'm meeting with, with Sarah Simmons over there, one of the principals, and she talks about mental health issues on her campus. It's just, it's just, it's out the roof. So much noise inside. I have learned this last year in some therapy stuff that I've been going through that, man, I've, I've been a man full of a lot of anxiety, which has caused fear. And you know what's crazy? I have three grandkids. And you know what? I pass some of it down to my girls, my two daughters. And it scares me death when I see it start to happen in my little grandkids. Stopping the noise. Helping students realize that there's so many distractions to be still, but then to slow down. I was on the phone with a friend last night from Minnesota, and he remembers a talk I did a few years ago about joining the slow club. Is there anything if you did it faster, it's better? Now I was giving this message to the track team. <laughs> oh crap, that doesn't work. <laughs> but when you stop and think about it, if there's anything that you do that that you did it faster, is it better? Because most of the time, faster messes it up. Faster means you miss things. But slowing down and being still, stopping, yielding, and then resting. What when you see a rest time, what are you, what are you supposed to do? Pull over. <laughs> well, most of the time, if you're like me, you're trying you're you're going from A to Z, you want to get to Z. What? Stop at a rest time. Here's a cup. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Amen. We're, we're going. <laughs> the stop signs are there, and those rest signs are there for a reason. To do what? Especially for truckers. Can you imagine? Mm -hmm. You know, the accidents have happened because people just didn't get the rest. 
I've seen 12-year-olds and 13-year-olds that shouldn't be that tired. Because of decisions they've made, but most of the time because of decisions that have been imposed upon them. You're going to run into some students who are really, really tired. And I'm not just talking about physically, but emotionally. And it kind of says to where we're at. As you rest, what do we need to do? We need to, and it kind of fits with the stopping thing. We need to wait on him. If I don't stop well, can you imagine waiting? I was at a hotel last week and went to hit the button on the elevator. And it's not going to make it go any faster. <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah 40 says, as you wait upon the Lord, what happens? Get new strength. Anybody tired in here? Mm -hmm. By the time this these this time is over, you're gonna be tired. And then you're gonna get on the road and be tired. But this whole idea of being still and waiting upon him. Waiting is worth the wait. We get new strength, new perspective on our lives. Because of all the noise, because of all the distractions and just going for it. I get so beat up and so tired. One of my favorite devotionals is a, a devotional called The Jesus Calling. Anybody know what The Jesus Calling mm -hmm. is? Mm -hmm. This is August 5th. I close it. This is so good. <laughs> Sit quiet in my presence while I bless you. Loud and noise. Make your mind like a still pool of water ready to receive whatever thoughts I have dropped into. Rest in my sufficiency as you consider the challenges this day presents. Do not wear yourself out by worrying whether you can cope with the pressures. Keep looking to me and communicating with me as we walk through this day. Take time to rest by the wayside, for I am not in a hurry. Hmm. Even in these weeks here, find some time. A leisurely pace accomplishes more than hurried striving. When you rush, you forget who you are and whose you are. One of my favorite movies is The Lion. <laughs> Can you imagine who one of my favorite characters is? I right now am looking at a bunch of Rafikis. Rafiki got into Simba's life and he asked him this question, who are you? Simba forgot who he was. Who was who was Simba? He was, are you ready? Mufasa's boy. It's easy to forget who we are. Hmm. There are a ton of students up there who don't really know who they are and their purpose. Today I'd like to commission some Rafikis to the road. To help remind students of who they are. I pray that the stories on the screens will 
penetrate deeply. And again, you're there for just a short period of time. But you just never know what kind of impact you're going to have. Amen? Amen. So as you're traveling, can you see a stop sign? Did you see a yield sign? Yeah. $292 ticket. Thank you very much. And then I had to spend $7 in some sense to take the online. Thank you very much. It stopped me for about three hours trying to get that dumb test taken. You know what I mean? But yielding and saying, you know, not what I want for my life. This chapter, you are here for now. There are going to be days you're going, what in the world? is like Ernie said, why did I come here? But in the midst of it, he says, be still. Know that I am God. Amen? Amen. Amen. I want to pray for something. I want to pray two prayers and then I'm out. I want to pray two <laughs> prayers. If, and again, we don't have, there's, there's no big worship thing happening here. It's just, there's, you know, the, you know, the moon hasn't been, I, I, you're, you've already done it, but <laughs> I'm not going to call you back up. And, you know, like, I'm just going to look at some of you and say, you know, if you have really, your life has really been full of a lot of noise lately. And you've been moving way too fast. And you're a little anxious about what's happening ahead. I want you to stand. We're going to pray for you. And then we're all going to stand. We're going to pray for the trips. So if that's you, moving a little too fast, lots of noise, and you're a little anxious about kind of what's going to be happening this next few months in this 10-month journey you're going to be on. If that's you, I want you to stand real quickly. And we want to pray for you. Probably everybody, but I didn't mean it. <laughs> I don't like those those things that say, hey, you know, well, everybody could respond to that. But some of you know more. In fact, you might want to sit down after I say this. I mean, you know for sure. I mean, as we've been talking today, you go, this is me, this is me, this is me. So if that's really not you, you can sit back down. But if it is, you can stand. Okay? Reach out, put your hand on somebody's shoulder, and then pray. Lord, I am I am uh, honored to be here today to meet with this team that is going to crisscross this country to share some stories about lives that have been changed and conversations that we need to have. And I pray right now for these individuals who have come here with maybe some noise inside, maybe some noise on outside, and they're they're anxious about what is ahead. I pray today specifically that you would help them in the midst of a kind of a world, their world that seems to be a little bit out of control, to be still and to know you. Mm-hmm. And I pray you would help them to stop. I pray that you would help them to say, not what I want for my life, but I'm here because of your call and what you want. And I pray that you would help them as they wait upon you, as they rest in you, that they would get new strength and new perspective. I'm so glad that you're not in a hurry. And I pray today that you remind them of who they are. Amen? Amen. Let's all stand, the rest of everybody. Take your hands like that, wipe them off like that. And then grab the hand of the person. So some of you know who's going to be on your team and some of you don't, right? Is that what I've heard? So I'm praying that you're going to be on the right teams. Ernie and I, when we had lunch a few weeks ago, and we were talking about you and your arrival, we were talking about what it's going to be like on the road. I told him I would commit myself, and I don't know who it's going to be. I'm going to commit myself to a team to, to be a, have a monthly call or something, if you want it. 
I mean, I, I got stuff to do. <laughs> but, but it, I, I just felt like we need to have a bunch of people someplace praying for you. And I know your parents are and those kind of things, but hopefully, I, you know, I've challenged Mike, and I don't has Grace been here yet? Grace, she also works with us. She's a neat lady. We're going we're gonna to lose her. She's moving on to Fresno to do some other things. But they said they would also reach out and, and be praying for you, because you're going to need prayer. You're going to need encouragement. So I, I don't know who that's going to be, but I'm just trusting the Lord's going to put me with the right people. So Father, right now, we're praying for the person on our right and left. Mm -hmm. You know their stories. You know how they've come. And I pray that you would encourage them today. You would give them a perspective that looks beyond kind of the challenges, but sees the joys, as, as Ernie talked about this morning, as a perspective and the possibilities of seeing students really get the message. Yeah. So I pray that you would help these individuals to get along, to work through their stuff, mm -hmm. and then nobody times they'll be driving and they're sharing their stories and they're working through the challenges and I pray that they would not give up on each other. I pray for traveling mercies, that you would put angels of protection around mm -hmm. their vehicles. I pray for equipment to get set up in the time it needs to be set up, and I pray that it would work well. And then we pray as the message comes through the students that there be open hearts and minds. And it wouldn't be just for the day, but some of the things that happen would be for eternity. Mm -hmm. So we thank you. I'm praying that you're going to hook me up to the right people, as Ernie knows me a little bit, knows this group, and that others will get behind Campbell and lift them up as they head out on their mission. And we thank you in your son's name. Amen. Hey guys, I'm here with Sam, sitting here in our hotel room, just uh, relaxing after a great day of training. And I uh, just met Sam a couple of days ago, and I wanted to interview him a little bit and talk to him about the experience so far and how things are going. So Sam, just uh, give us some background. Tell us about yourself. Uh, my name is Sam, as you know. Um, from Florida, I'm from Tampa, Clearwater, to get more exact. Uh, so Clearwater Beach is famous around there. Um, I'm 22. I don't know my horoscope because I don't care about those things. But I'm born in December, so you can figure it out on your own. Hey, I was born in December, too. So I think that makes one more thing in common that we've got going on here. There we go. So how's the, is the water clear in Florida? Uh, yeah. I mean... Don't want to get sarcastic, but they call it clear water for a reason. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, but no, it's, the water is beautiful there. Nice. But it does it does get warm over the summer, so it's not that refreshing. Mm. Not so. Well, I mean, it's the East Coast. I can deal with the humidity. Uh, I mean, we, we're we both dealing with humidity, with me being from North Carolina and with you being from Florida. Coming, actually, coming out here on the, uh, on the West Coast has been a great relief for us. It's been, the weather's been great so far. Training has been awesome. And uh, the uh, there's just no humidity. It's great. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So um, we're both on this journey together, and you were sort of telling me a little bit of the background you had. Why did you come to join the Camphill Productions family? And uh, just um, sort of what brought you into this, uh, this journey? Well, the slight honest truth is that nowhere else wanted to hire me. But... Um, I was I ended a two-year directorship working as a middle school director for my uh, home church, Clearwater Community Church, and um, I'm very young and only have three years of experience, so I was 
short notice, it was very hard in a couple months to find a youth ministry job. And then I get the email from Ernie, uh, telling me about this amazing experience. Like, you uh, you want to speak in front of people and you want to travel the country and get paid to do all these things and work with teenagers. And I was like, well, I like to do all those things. And so I kind of just thought about it. Kind of, I mean, I prayed a little bit about it, but I was so motivated, I just kind of signed up and just went for it and let's see what happens. And so um, I interviewed, I sent the application on a Monday. I got a phone call from Ernie on a on t- application on Tuesday. I got a phone call for a uh, FaceTime with Ernie or whatever, Google Hangout right. on a Friday. The second interview happened on Monday and halfway through that second interview, he offered me the job to come out here and then the next day, the next Tuesday, I saw, so like pretty much a whole week, right. I was already signed up and committed to the company. Yeah, very similar to what, uh, kind of the experience that I just went through as well. It just happened super quick. I um, honestly, I didn't pray a whole lot about it, just because it, I knew it was God's timing that it happened so quickly, um, and it had a lot of encouragement from my friends to just jump on board and uh, be a part of it. So that's uh, that's a great answer, man. I hope you um, guys can uh, take a lot from that. Um, so obviously, there's a lot that we've left behind in coming out here to California and going on this journey together and um, who knows where it's going to lead but what do you hope to get out of it? Um, peace that I made the right decision and I didn't leave a bunch of friends family and just you know discipleship situations that I was in and stuff like that so um, but I trust who told me to come over here and uh, he's got a lot of power I think you can figure out who that is yeah uh, but I hope just to get the the life experience out of it, you know, before we, you know, before I settle down and get a full-time, maybe mundane, maybe not, job, but, um, you know, before real life starts kicking in and take advantage of the opportunity to where, you know, I may not get to go where I want to go or get to see sites that I want to see, but it's still a chance to experience new people and new places and any new place that's not where I grew up in New York or for a couple years and then where I've been living in Florida for the past 12 years or 10 years um so any place is new and it's cool and so uh just uh just to take it out and i'm also excited but nervous about um all the work god has left to do with me and he's got an amazing opportunity this trip to really break me down and mold me into what he wants because i'm no longer in a comfortable setting and so um i'm excited for that because i want to you know grow closer and be more of a man but i'm hoping that this trip god can take it somewhat easy on me because uh, there's a lot of things he needs to change. That's 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 great. And so that's a little bit of the positive side, What kind of what you're expecting to get out of this. But what really scares you? Obviously, there's things that are scary about uh, just leaving a lot from, uh, from home and uh, coming out to California and traveling the world and that kind of thing. What scares you? Um, just the, you know, the newness of all this. Not even sure if that's a real word. Um, is it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. It is now. All right. But just the new cities, new people, you know, we could be going into, I mean, my parents worked hard to make sure that we've lived in nice areas, you know, I've gone to nice schools and everything. Not saying I'm scared of the bad, bad people in bad places, but it's just, uh, you know, we don't know where we're going to be. And so that's different. And then, you know, the year, pretty much a year of independency of it, just being with another person, uh, fingers crossed. I really hope I'm with Brian. Uh, I, I hope I'm yeah. with you as well. It's starting. To, hopefully, it's starting to look that way now. But um, anything can happen. Anything can change. But uh, just, just that. And I'm nervous about you know 
doing something silly, a knucklehead, and getting in trouble, or, you know, bumping up the car, and or crashing it up, and owing it, like, minimum $1,000, which, yeah. you know, that's pretty much my whole life right, right there. So it just, you know, just, just the, the, over, the overall blanket things that you would think I would, like, someone would be nervous about is kind of what I'm experiencing. Nothing too crazy. Yeah, just some of the... Uh some of the rules and restrictions that they've kind of outlined for us, like things that we could get fined for and things like that. Makes sense. Um, so obviously um, there's some friends and family you've got back home. Um, I know you just got off the phone not too long ago with your mom. Um, what would you tell your friends and family back home, maybe um, some of the guys in your youth group there um, at uh, Clearwater? Um, what, would you, what would you say to them um, maybe about your experience so far or just to um, maybe encourage them to do something similar to this. Um, I'm introverted, but when I like, I'm not forced to meet new people, but being together in training and then, you know, all the guys here at the hotel, uh, it's just so great just to meet new people and just go over your people skills and talking. And, um, and it's so cool just being yourself with new people. You know, I, I mean, this is who I am when you like training when you see like right me doing MC Hammer dance stuff like that like that's that's just me I'm not putting on a facade or anything um, so that is just it's be yourself and you know and the right people are gonna like you and those are the people that you're gonna kind of want to be with and uh, you know the majority of people here are liking me so that's kind of kind of cool and encouraging but also it's just to like the first day this guy speaker Mike came in and um, he uh he talked about just Genesis 12 with Abraham, how Abraham took, how God took Abraham out of his nation. And uh, just like, guess what? Hey, you're going to be doing all these things for me. And I know we're not to that severity of it because I don't think we can handle what Abraham did. Yeah. Uh, but just that God took all of us out of a comfort zone and put us here for some random reason. And, you know, it's day three or four and we're going to figure it out sooner or later. Right. But uh, just, just that you know when you sit down and you look at it this is just letting it's so it's so nice is to have, knowing God's in control right now cuz back at home when I'm able to control things and I have set answers for the future it's like okay you know the like we talk about like at our youth group the kingdom itself is easy to build when you're comfortable but when you're alone the kingdom and you're in a new place and you're traveling around doing all these things the kingdom of God is a lot easier to build because kingdom itself is scary out in the wilderness but the kingdom of god can protect you right and so that's kind of that's kind of a good thing to build yourself around that and you know and it's just no matter what your skills are no matter what you do this is everything that kind of god has got us all here so it's just you know what suck it up and let god run your life hey that's great or else who knows (laughs) yeah 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 those are great words thanks for your time man and uh Hope you guys enjoyed the interview. Um, we'll be back with another segment of the podcast coming up next. Thanks for listening to the podcast this week. As always, follow me on social media. I'm Brian Alexander on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks again. <laughs>